Welcome to Fat Chicks on Top, the body-positive, sex-positive show with your host Jenny Lynn and Auntie Vice. This show contains explicit language, not suitable for most minors or easily offended majors. It contains opinionated discussion about politics, race, sex, fat folks, gender, which may not be suitable for conservatives. Additionally, some shows may contain references to science, statistics, history, research, mathematics, and reality, which may not be suitable for American evangelicals. Hi, and welcome to Fat Chicks on Top. I am Sharon Smith, the producer of Fat Chicks on Top. Auntie Vice is right now still working on the next episode, so I thought it'd be a good time to give you a little intermission of bonus contest we had in our previous episodes that we have currently on iTunes or Google Play or all your streaming services. So just take a moment and let's get the hidden scoop of some stuff that you didn't hear on the episodes. A little bit of the producer's pick. Check it out. A lot of times people talk about finding their tribe or whatever through kind of mm-hmm. pursuing what their, their desires are. Has your life shifted significantly in the way you connect with people in what comes into your life since doing this? Was it more connecting with a group in New York? Has there been any, other than the, the popularity and the focus on you, has there been dramatic changes since you started pursuing this? Hmm. Well, what I like to say is I've thought a lot about the word tribe and I don't like it for me. Mm-hmm. I like, um, I just feel like it's not my culture. It's not for me. Right. So I use the term audience of kindred spirits. So I like that. people who just like believe what I believe, mm-hmm. want what I have, like want to learn how to do self-care from a place of self-love and mm-hmm. like, like, my ultimate promise for people who work with me, not just in aerobics, but like in all of the programs and everything I'm developing, my ultimate promise is people coming to a life where their self-care comes from a true place of self-love, like their compulsion mm-hmm. to care for themselves because life feels so much better when you're caring for yourself and loving yourself. So I think like developing this over time has been really amazing and it hasn't Back at Dance Party is just like the next level of what I've been doing for so many years. I had a podcast called Femcast, The Queer Fat Femme Guide to yep. Life, 2007 to 2010. And then I was doing Rebel Cupcake, which was a body mm-hmm. positive queer dance party in Brooklyn. And I've had my blog for 10 years and I've just been doing it. You know, I've been doing yeah. the thing. And Back at Dance Party is kind of the newest iteration of what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is the first thing that's really striking that nerve and like catching a lot of people's attention and is a really fun way for people to come and connect and heal. Cause really mm-hmm. it's like, it's called an aerobics class, but let's be real. This is healing from body oppression. This is healing yeah. from the effects our bodies take on mm-hmm. from being in a society that tells us our bodies, our lifestyles, who we love, how we act in the world is wrong. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that. And I think even as your mind knows it's bullshit, your body keeps the score. It all lands in your body. Exactly. So we, we do movements. We do exercises that help us free ourselves from that so we can be our best selves. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. You gave me a very nice transition. You talk about self-care and, and having people do self-care. Recently, you posted that you're such a people pleaser and now all sorts of people are wanting things from you. Mm-hmm. How do you do self-care? What are so that you can continue the work? I do a lot of self-care. It's really hard to even truly quantify, but I can't like list it all because then it feels like a compulsion. Like if I don't mm-hmm. do all things, then I'm like 
fucking up and then I get into the shame spiral. So right. it has to be a really gentle way that I lay out what I do. But ideally, I sit in my hot tub every morning, which is also charged with Reiki because I'm a Reiki master nice. healer. Um, and giving yourself Reiki is great. But like a whole Reiki treatment can take an hour and I don't mm-hmm. want to an hour every day but water is an amazing conduit for reiki mm-hmm. so i just charge the hot tub with water so i'm getting a reiki treatment i'm also doing muscle recovery from being an aerobics instructor right i do uh, my meditation in the hot tub mm-hmm. so and then there's also like rose quartz and rose petals in there so like i'm just like packing the punch as much healing as i can get in in 15 minutes so it's like kind of overachieving and also efficiency mm-hmm. So if I do that every morning, <laughs> that's great. I also am really good at making sure I eat enough mm-hmm. because often I think when we get busy, um, or especially when I get busy, I'll forget to eat. So yeah. like making sure I eat as many meals or as many, as much as my body needs in the day, especially as a movement instructor, my calorie needs really increase. I sometimes go through periods where I just get really hungry just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And then I'm like, I got to eat. So taking care of my basic human needs and really staying connected and listening to my body's cues. I also, I found for myself a nine to five schedule, which when I was a lawyer was really like nine to nine some days, doesn't work for me. And it really like in some ways I I have a chronic digestive disorder, so I can't always predict when it will flare, Mm -hmm. but um, often it was in the morning, especially before I like understood all the triggers and everything that was happening for it. So it made it really hard for me to show up on time to a Mm -hmm. job. It wasn't predictable whether I could be away from a toilet for that long. So now like structuring my life as an entrepreneur where I'm working for myself and I set my own hours and have flexibility in my schedule and mostly work from home. Like all of that really helps is like a form of self-care. It's also a form of self-care to like stay in faith that the money will come when mm-hmm. I think any freelance person out there can relate to, I don't know when the money comes. You know I mean? Oh, it can be terrifying. You're getting, it's you know, terrible. I couldn't do, I couldn't do that if I wasn't a person who stays in faith. I also, another form of self-care is I hypnotize myself with the kind of stuff that I need to be believing in. So I don't listen to the news. Mm-hmm. I listen to spiritual thought leaders who I respect and they have what I want. I listen to a lot of that. Like that's kind of what's going on in the house. If I'm like cooking or cleaning or hanging out is just, is that kind of stuff. So like keeping my mind saturated in the way I want to believe instead. Of, and anytime I hear our president's voice, I, it's literally non-consensual because yeah. it's, it doesn't serve me. So I don't go, I don't seek it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a form of self-care. Hi, you need music, a sound guy, or a podcast done? Well, why don't you call a Serious Productions? Hi, my name is Sharon, founder of Serious Production, a mobile DJ company and audio production for podcasts and music. Our DJ service handles birthdays, graduations, weekend weddings, weekday weddings, speaking events, etc. Our ASP staff has 15 years in DJ, audio, music, and podcasts. Our ASP staff will help you to create a combination of services which meet your unique needs. We can provide custom 
price bids for your jobs. We offer discounts for multiple services, repeated customers, and special sales. Please ask the staff about repeated business and discounts. Our podcast special we have now is recording, editing, mixing, and uploading up to 100 minutes of recording for $500. For more information, please call 707-867-1411. That's 707-867-1411. Or come to our website, aseriousproduction.com. That's aseriousproduction.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Thank you. What is human pet play and what is the appeal? My dog thinks we're talking about her. She's like, you can play Meow. Not like that. I think for a lot of people, the appeal of pet play is the headspace that you get to inhabit when you're being an animal. Animals eat when they're hungry. They sleep when they're tired. They fuck when they're horny. You know, they don't have a job. They don't have to worry about things. Um, you know, animals live very in the moment. They have kind of a Zen existence. You know, if it comes, let it. If it goes, let it. They don't have a lot of control over their environment in a pet situation. So they tend to just go with the flow and be very present and excited about things and happy. And that's a very liberating headspace, especially if you are a human being with a lot of anxiety or a lot of worrying thoughts in your head all the time. Being an animal uh, gives you kind of a freedom. You, your, your animal self doesn't have a job. Your animal self doesn't have taxes. Your animal self doesn't know how to drive a car. You know, your animal self exists to be the possession of this human over here. And all a pet has to worry about is, am I being good or not? You know, am I pleasing my owner? And there's something that is tremendously relieving about having your only goal be, is my owner happy with me right now? I love the way you frame it out because I think people can really get that, oh, that would be very freeing and and liberating to be in that space. I don't have to worry about any of that would be incredibly freeing. It brings a certain kind of clarity. You know, you talk about being very present. So, you know, if you've read Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, if you talk to people who meditate, it's to be very centered in the moment. And it sounds like, you know, people who do pet play, that's one way to get very centered and grounded and let some of that extraneous worry and anxiety go. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one of the other things that you do that sounds like a ton of fun is the dildo Olympics. Are you doing that again this year? And, and how does one train for the dildo Olympics? <laughs> I, I advocate lots of practice for sure. I, I run several different Olympic events. I, I come from a family that competed in the Olympics. So it was a little bit of a scandal when I went to college instead. Um, and that's why I host my own Olympics now. I have my own version. In the past, we've had the CBT Olympics and the Strap-on Olympics. And now we're actually considering having possibly the Sissy Maid Olympics or maybe just the Maid Olympics to open it up to all genders. But in the in the Strap-on games, we had 
uh, an enema competition for who could hold the most enemas at once to start things out. <laughs> That's a good way to start it. But we had a, a peg race and a size queen competition, as well as an obstacle course. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We had judges that came from all over the country, plus one international judge this year. Um, we had a Canadian <laughs> still working on getting international judging. But I, I'm fantasizing about having the maid Olympics, where as part of the competition, you have to have a maid uniform. Uh, fortunately, there's a lot of inexpensive options. But I want to have an obstacle course where you can't fill a tray of, of fluid while you also have a butt plug in. Uh, and uh, I just things like that. Like I'm looking if, if you out there at home have ideas for the Maid Olympics, send me a note. The goal is to have uh, five different competitive categories. But the strap on games were the most popular by far. So um, we are going to have another version of that competition. And how do people find out how they signed up and compete in that? I handle most of my signups through FetLife, in part because it's a little more discreet since it's not indexed by Google. I know a lot of people don't want to associate their vanilla email or some people have vanilla Twitter. And uh, so to make it as accessible as possible for lifestyle people who may not want to out themselves on the Internet, I organize it through FetLife where I'm Go Ask Alice on FetLife. Um, and we'll we'll have a sign up. I do it all for charity. There's a sliding scale donation if you'd like to be a competitor. Our charity this year is going to be the St. James Infirmary, uh, in part because I feel like St. James does more with a dollar than most charities ever will. And also because St. James specifically serves the community around the dungeons in San Francisco, um, which is a bit of a rough neighborhood. So by supporting them, we kind of support ourselves also. Um, but sliding scale for competitors Donation-based, if you want to just come and be part of the studio audience, I really encourage people to to bring, um, you know, cheerleaders with them and things like that. It's, it's a nice spectacle. <laughs> um, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show and good luck with the art show and your upcoming events. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to meet you both. Yeah. Thank you so much for having a podcast that that covers topics like this as well. I, for a long time, I felt very, very underrepresented as a like small fat person. Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that in the spectrum of, of fat acceptance, the, the line between XXL vanilla size and L big size gets a little weird sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'm excited to be in solidarity. And before I go, I, I think it was, I don't remember which one of you it was that we're talking about being a large woman eating in public. Me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That changed my entire world. Yeah. Like I, I went to Europe by myself and ate like the most amazing food by myself in Europe. And I really don't think I would have been brave enough to do that without kind of your inadvertent. Oh, thank you. Um, and everywhere I went in Europe, the owner of the restaurant would come and be like, so what's your story? What happened? I've never seen a woman eat alone here. Did your date stand you up? And so like I ended up eating with like the owners of restaurants and getting like crazy extra free food and things like that. Oh, that's wonderful. Because they had never seen a woman eat alone at their restaurant. <laughs> so thank you so much for giving me kind of the, the consciousness to give myself permission to do that.
This has been a Fat Chicks on Top production with your hosts, Auntie Vice and Jenilyn. Thank you to our sound engineer, Sharon Smith, and David Manga for our awesome music. For all things Fat Chicks, we're on every social media platform. For full interviews and explicit content, please subscribe to our Patreon.